Welcome in. It is your Caboose Pistol Podcast, July 5, 2020. Thanks for joining us. John Lund with you. A couple of things before we get started, as we always do. Give me 60 seconds to uh, get everything together. But to let you know, uh, we'll lead off today. Great lead off. Best five things today, including the Rona song. If you haven't heard the Rona song, you're going to enjoy this. Uh, Asshole of the day. That's an easy one. In fact, he's going to be the asshole every day until he finally does the right thing. Five minutes of non-sports with the sports guy. It's going to be Don Nelson today. I'll explain. Yep, there's weed involved. Uh, Listener feedback, which uh, I want to get listener feedback from you, and we'll tell you all about how you can participate in the show. And not only can you participate in the show, but uh, we can hear your voice on the show. I'll explain that today as well. And all the stories are at CaboosePistol.com. I got the website up and running, so any of the episodes you want to hear, any of the video that you want to see, any of the stories, because what I do is I got uh, the website going at CaboosePistol.com, and what I do is I put a lot of stories on there. So at the end of the show, as we always do, We'll end with a caboose pistol as we do the show on KMBR with Papa and I. And so it's the only way to end the show. So we give you a few caboose pistols at the end. And all those stories are at caboosepistol.com. It is the Caboose Pistol Podcast. Let's get it going. It is time for your leadoff. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. All right, stop what you're doing and listen as uh, Ron Bergen, you just told you to do. Lead off today is we don't get a lot of leadership. We don't get a lot of smart ideas. We don't get a lot of great stuff out of uh, Washington these days. But one thing I will say, we actually got something smart today out of Washington, D.C. So when that happens, you've got to play it, right? The smart thing out of Washington, D.C. So let's play it. But it's not from a political figure. Take a listen. We're way worse off as a country than where we were in March when we shut this thing down. And like, look at where other developed countries are in their response to this. We haven't done any of the things that other countries have done to bring sports back. Sports are like the reward of a functioning society, a a functional society. And we're just like trying to just bring it back, even though we've taken none of the steps to have to, to flatten the curve, whatever you want to say to like, we did flatten the curve for a little bit, but we didn't use that time to do anything productive. We just opened back up for Memorial day. We decided we're done with it. Like, if there aren't sports, it's going to be because people are not wearing masks because the response to this has been so politicized. Like, we need help from the people, from the general public. If they want to watch baseball, like, please wear a mask. Like, social distance. Keep washing your hands. Like, we can't just have virus fatigue and think it's been like, well, it's been four months. Like, we're over it. This has been enough time, right? We've waited long enough. Like, shouldn't sports come back now? No, there's things we have to do in order to bring the stuff back. So, like, and now you want to bring fans back? I mean, I don't know. Is that safe? I'm not a public health expert, but, like, we should probably re- defer to them on some of these issues. Um, so, I, I don't know. I Like, I don't know if it's safe or not. I really don't know. But, like, that doesn't seem like something that um, 
I don't know if that feels like a good idea or not. I really, I don't know. That's Sean Doolittle. He's a Washington Nationals pitcher, like I said. Some smartness out of Washington, D.C. for once. John Ludwith, it is your Caboose Pistol podcast. All stories at CaboosePistol.com. That, that one's up there as well if you want to hear it. Um, look, I, I don't want to get political. I'm not a political guy. And even though the podcast is some sports and a lot of other things, I understand because I've been doing this for 20 years that you really don't want to mix politics and sports and all these different things. People just don't like it. Um, if you don't like a certain sports team, people can still live with you. If you, it, What I have found out through the years that if there are political problems and that causes, in my family, it's caused issues. I mean, it's just a major thing. So I, I like to try to keep it out as much as I can. But this is different. Uh, this whole thing is different. As Sean Doolittle just said there, it's been politicized, this whole thing, and it's too bad. But as you're, as you're listening to that cut, there are a couple of things that jump out. First and foremost, and let, let me back up for a second, too. I just want to have fun in the podcast. Most of the time, I just want to have fun. I want to have fun in my talk show 10 to 2 weekdays on KMBR. But we're forced into doing these things. It's not my fault. Uh, <laughs> this is what we have to do nowadays. We have to... Uh, talk about these kind of things. Yep, you you want you want us to to talk sports. I completely get it. You're here for a lot of times a release. I don't want to get too political and I don't want to get too deep. I want to have fun. I want to make you laugh. That's what I like to do. But Sean Doolittle said some really smart things there. Which number one, we can't have virus fatigue. He just hit it right on the head. We feel like we've already flattened the curve. Well, it's it's back, and we have to do it again. And the weather's really nice, and nobody wants to to stay inside, and nobody wants to wear a mask, which I completely don't understand. Look, I'm not in good shape. I'm in shape of a pair. And I went on a hike today for about five miles, and I wore the mask the whole time. And I was huffing and puffing, and I was going up hills and whatever. You know, and most people were wearing masks. It is so simple. There's no political uh, agenda to it. It's simple. You wear a mask, you help somebody else out. It isn't about you for once. We are all these uh, individual brands now because we have a phone. I'm a brand. I'm a brand. I'm a brand. No, you're not a brand. Okay, <laughs> so we're so individualized now that we can't wear a mask to help someone else out. It is such a simple concept. Anyway, I'll get off the soapbox. That is the lead. Great stuff from Sean Doolittle, pitcher for the Nationals. Best five things today. This will put you in a much, much better news. Yeah, it still has to do with the coronavirus, but the of the best things, best five things today, this is number one on the list. This is actually a catchy tune. You remember Outcast in 2003 put out a song called Hey Yeah. Hey Yeah. Ooh, that was terrible. Anyway, you get the concept. You know what it is. And if you don't, just go to YouTube or somewhere else and, and listen to it. This is a, a weird owl version of it. It's tremendous. And again, you go to CaboosePistol.com and you can hear the whole thing. You can hear the whole song. I'll play a snippet of it. Instead of Hey Yeah, this is Rona. Take a listen. To all of you conspiracy people,
best in here. Are you kidding me? Rona. I got to tell you, that is catchy. Uh, I don't know where I stumbled across that. You can hear the whole thing at CaboosePistol.com. That is the top thing of the five things today. Rona. Uh, number two on the list, uh, Kanye, you probably heard this, is running for president. Don't laugh. Donald Trump is the president. Arnold Schwarzenegger has been a governor. Uh, Jesse, the body Ventura has been a governor. It could happen. Here's a few years ago. When Trump actually heard, this is, I think, 2015, I think is when Kanye actually announced he was going to run for president in 2020, but then he tweeted out, I guess, last night to make it official. Here was Donald Trump when he heard that uh, Kanye was going to run for his spot. Somehow there are comparisons made so often, which is interesting. Comparisons with Kanye and myself, I don't quite get it. Well, he said very nice things about me in the past, and he knows my daughter a little bit, Ivanka. And he, uh, he said very good things about me, very, very, po extremely positive things. As you probably could have guessed by this moment, I have decided in 2020 to run for president. I was actually watching. I saw him do it. And I said, that's very interesting. I wonder who gave him that idea. Miley Cyrus said, oh, I was going to vote for Trump, but now I'm voting for you. So it sounded like she was all made up for me and he took her away. He's actually a, a different kind of a person than people think. He's a nice guy. I hope to run against him someday. Uh, you're going to run against him someday. Before we laugh, I was uh, obviously with a Trump being president. You hear this and you, you used to chuckle, but you're, you're not going to chuckle now. And again, I told you I wouldn't get overly political. It's just if I ignored this as one of the top five stories of the day, Kanye running for president, and you know, everybody's going to say that he got in late and he can't do it and uh, he can't run as an, or he can't win as an independent. Look, all I know is he's got something like 39 million followers on social media and his wife is Kim Kardashian who has another gazillion. It could happen. I'm just telling you. Do I want it to happen? Look, I told you I wouldn't get political. All I'm simply saying is it could happen. All right, before you completely blow it off, it could happen. That is number two on the list today. Number three on the list is the hot dog eating contest, Nathan's famous hot dog eating contest. So on Saturday, because there is nothing live sports-wise, and in the last, I guess we're going on almost four months now, of watching no live sports, I've seen everything replayed. I've enjoyed it. I really have. I've watched everything on Netflix. I've taken every uh, suggestion from friends, family, listeners, etc. I've seen it all. So I'm ready for something live. And every single year, I think the Nathan's hot dog eating contest is going to be great. I'm going to enjoy it, right? Especially this year because there's nothing live. And then all of a sudden, brown goo starts flying from guys uh, and, and gals' uh, mouths. Um, they're wiping their mouth. They're, they're drinking something, and the buns are flying out. They look painful. All these different things happen. And I always ask myself, 
and I wrote a piece on this at CaboosePistol.com. You can check it out, and you can see the whole hot dadding contest if you missed it because I have the whole video of uh, Joey Chestnut in his world record, by the way, 75. But here's what I want to play for you for number three on the uh, top five things today is listen to the a short interview. This is probably 30 seconds with Joey Chestnut, San Jose Zone, in which he sets the record after 75. Remember, if you've never watched this, 75 hot dogs in 10 minutes is what he did to set a world record. He, the old one was 74, of course, by, I think, 13-time champion now, uh, Joey Chestnut. 13-time cha- champion Joey De- Chestnut. But listen to the post-dog interview here. Uh as he sounds like he almost is going to lose it. Take a listen. Uh, I don't know, the hot dogs were really fast. Uh, I mean, they, they, I think they were ju- just cooked them like 10 minutes ago. So, that, that, I mean, that helps. They're, they're cooking less hot dogs for, usually they're cooking like a thousand hot dogs for all the eaters. Now, now it's, it's a quarter of that. And uh, I, I had to stop it. I'm going to replay it again. I'm sorry, but I had to jump in. Uh, the hot dogs were really fast today. <laughs> okay. The hot dogs really fast today. They were warm. They were good. I saw an interview with him before the hot dog eating contest, and he actually says he likes hot dogs, even though he eats 75 in 10 minutes, and it's grotesque. By the way, another thing before I finish the rest of this cut, because I want you to hear the end of it. It's only 30 seconds. Is Peter King today, who I like. He's, he, he was a regular guest on our show when I was doing the show on KMBR with Tom Tolbert. I like Peter King. But he said that eating hot dogs was grotesque. I'll give him that. But he said it was a sin. And look, I'm not overly religious. I'm a C&E, Christmas and Easter guy. But <laughs> it's not a sin, Peter. Peter likes to drink beer. I bet Peter's drank one too many beers with a hint of vanilla before. And uh, eating too many hot dogs is not a sin. There's a million things. Gluttony is a sin. Okay. But everybody does it. Uh, Peter King, I think, is skinnier now. But he didn't used to be as skinny. That's all I'm saying. All right, let's finish this. Uh, I don't know. The hot dogs were really fast. Uh, I mean, they, they, I think they were ju- just cooked them like 10 minutes ago. So, that, that, I mean, that helps. They're, they're cooking less hot dogs for, usually they're cooking like a thousand hot dogs for all the eaters. Now, now it's, it's a quarter of that. And uh, so it's, uh, that, that helped a lot. And being inside helped. Uh, just, uh, but yeah, it, it just, I, I did train a little bit more there this year. So, well, congratulations, Joey. Okay, did you hear that? <laughs> like a gurgle burp that he did at the end of there. And that was like maybe, I don't know, three minutes after he ate 75 hot dogs in 10 minutes. Darren Rovell always does this, puts the calories and the grams of fat and the saturated fat. I, I don't care. And the sodium and all these kind of things. Look, hot dogs aren't good for you. One hot dog at a baseball game is not good for you. 75 in 10 minutes. For the people who say he's not an athlete, try that. Any athlete, try that. Just go eat 75 hot dogs in 10 minutes. Likely you will die. It's unbelievable what he does. I don't know. He's a world champion. It's 13 times over. It's pretty impressive. I just don't know why I watch because it disgusts me every single time. I fast forward through it, and then, but I am amazed. Uh, that's number three on the list today. Oh, number four on the list. We'll actually do a sportsy thing here. Uh, Mike Trout, I think uh, David Price now has... Um, optioned out. Buster Posey, the Giants, says he's thinking about it. I don't blame any of these guys. Uh, Ryan Zimmerman has already said he's out. Joe Ross has already said he's out. Mike Leak said he's already out. Uh, Mike Trout said he's thinking about it. Now, he's been working out with the Angels, but he says he may, his his, uh, wife, Jessica, I believe, is due in August, so he says he may opt out. Obviously, everybody's trying to get this game back, um, but we got to get it back the right way and and the most most healthiest and safest way. 
Obviously, I think the biggest thing is the team that stays the safest and healthiest is going to obviously have the edge. So Mike Trout uh, said that, look, I, I, I may opt out. I'm not so sure. I, I got thinking about this because if you think about football, for example, right? If Patrick, if, if let's say the NFL, just for the sake of this conversation, was in this same boat and Patrick Mahomes said he's the best, I think he's the best player in the NFL. He saw it up close at the Super Bowl in Miami last year. Um I'm going to opt out, right? The NFL's in the situation, and Patrick Mahomes says, I'm going to opt out, or Aaron Rodgers says, I'm going to opt out, or Tom Brady says he's going to opt out, or somebody like that. Well, Mike Trout is by far the best player in all of baseball. It's not even debatable. It's really not. You can, you can do it by metrics. You can do it just by watching the damn game, which I'd rather do. All those kind of things. Mike Trout's the best player in baseball. So I started thinking about it. If Mike Trout opted out of the baseball season, we wouldn't miss him. On the East Coast, Angels games started like 7, 7.30. Remember, most of the games are going to be regionalized this year, so the Angels are going to play the majority of their games in West Coast time. So 10, 10.30, Mike Trout's going to be taking his first at bat. I think it's normally about second in the, in the order for the Angels. East Coast, you probably don't know that. At 10, 10.30 at night, most people aren't going to see him. The Angels have been in the playoffs one time. He's 3 for 15. That's 0.83 uh, batting average. Not saying it's Mike Trout's fault. I'm simply saying that he's never really been on the big stage. Never. One time in nine seasons, they've made the playoffs. And I looked up the ratings for the Angels as far as a local baseball ratings are concerned. They were fourth from the bottom last year. The Marlins, and I don't know that Miami thinks they even have a team anymore now that the Clevelander is out of the stadium there in Miami. And then two other uh, teams that share their cities with te- more popular teams. Obviously, the Angels are dwarfed by the Dodgers in Southern California. In Chicago, it's all about the Cubs. Well, the White Sox have low ratings. The A's have low ratings. They compete with the Giants. So the lowest four rated teams, as far as ratings in their local market are concerned, are the Angels, the A's, the White Sox, and the Marlins. So even people in Southern California don't watch Mike Trout. It's unfortunate because Mike Trout is a star as far as a baseball player is concerned. Mike Trout, as an American Idol kind of a star, he doesn't want to be marketed. He says he doesn't want to be marketed. And while that's admirable, it just... It doesn't work for baseball. And I know a couple of years ago, there was a debate or a discussion. Mike Trout doesn't have to do anything. He doesn't have to do endorsements. I have no issue with that. It's fine. It's just that, I, it, it, as sad as it sounds, if Mike Trout doesn't play baseball this year, no one's going to notice. And oh, by the way, the last thing in the top five things today, I was thinking about this. Of all the sports, which one do you think is actually going to make it to the finish line? And I'm an extremely positive person. Uh, we've gotten a ton of feedback on my KMBR show. Stop talking about the Rona. Stop talking about coronavirus. Stop talking about COVID-19. I'd love to. I really would. But it, it spiked again. It affects sports. We can't just sit here as talk show hosts and ignore it. Hey, what's going on at the game? What do you think of the Niners? It doesn't work like that right now. It doesn't. It doesn't work like that for athletes. It doesn't work like that for broadcasters. It just can't. It's right in our lap. I don't notice it. I'm not going to pay attention to it. I'm not going to talk about it. It doesn't work like that. Um I think the basketball has a real chance being in a bubble. I think the NHL being in a bubble as well can work, but it's a more physical sport. Jeez. Um, soccer, I don't know enough about the MLS, but again, they're in a bubble in Orlando. They have a chance. Basically, as far as NBA is concerned, because they only have playoffs and they try to get through this whole thing, that's fine. I think they'll make it through. Uh, baseball, even though it's two months, what you're doing is you're asking, generally speaking, 20-something-year-old, good-looking athletes to sit in their room, play video games, and order room service for two months. I just don't see it happening. 
I would give baseball less than a 50-50 chance. And then the NFL, which is my favorite, and to be honest with you, I make money off the NFL, not in betting terms because I'm horrible at that, but more so because I work for the 49ers during the season and I get paid. So look, I want the NFL to work. I'm not negative. I'm not pessimistic or anything like that. It's just reality tells me that these guys are going to hit each other and they're going to be in close proximity and they're, they're not in a bubble, so they're going to go home to family, and that's going to get through an entire season. Now, they cut off two preseason games, but we're going to get through 18 weeks when these guys are knocking heads every single day. I would take away preseason completely. Don't do anything you don't have to do, right? I mean, that's kind of a life thing. Don't do anything you don't have to do. Don't put yourself in an unnecessary risk. Well, that's what they're doing. Don't play any preseason games. I wouldn't. I mean, that's the way I would see it, but... We'll see what the NFL does. But I would say that basketball has more than a 50-50 chance. Hockey has a better than 50-50 chance. Everything else, to me, is going to be really difficult to pull off. Those are your five things today. The song, Rona. It doesn't matter if Mike Trout plays. Can we get through? Kanye's running for president. Don't laugh. Uh, Why do I watch hot dog eating contests? Those are the big five things that you need to know today. All right, if you're new to the podcast after the five stories of the day, it is time for today's asshole of the day. This will make us feel better. He's an asshole, sir. Major asshole. How many assholes we got on this ship anyhow? Yo! What an asshole! You're a special kind of asshole. What an asshole! Because you're an asshole. Asshole. What's his name? Uh, his name is Daniel Snyder, and he will continue to be the asshole of the day until he changes the name of the Redskins. Now, look, you might be like me. You might be a little bit confused by this whole thing. You got to change Redskins. Uh, the Indians are going to change their name, it looks like, because anytime you bring it up, that means you're going to do it. So I'm glad the Indians are going to change their name because up until a couple of years ago, they were the author of the most offensive. Uh, logo in all of sports, Chief Wahoo. I, there's no defending Chief Wahoo. So they changed that. They're going to change the name Indians, it looks like. But is Chiefs offensive? Is Utes offensive? Are the Chicago Blackhawks? Is Blackhawks offensive? I don't know. I, I, I'm being honest. I'm not trying to be flippant or funny or anything like that. I just don't know. So what I do know is that we're in a different time in our country. And I'm glad. So in addition to Black Lives Matter and the movement of Black Lives Matter, which I'm 100% behind. Let's just fix everything. Because if any group of people is offended, feels uncomfortable, let's just get it done now. If not now, when? So look, there's nothing to look into, okay? In fact, Dan Snyder is an asshole, and he's the asshole of the day, and he's been defiant about this whole thing. In fact, this is a few years ago. A news story in Washington, D.C. He said he would never change the name in an interview. Take a listen to this. Leon and Allison, Redskins owner Dan Snyder says he will never change the team name, even if the team loses an ongoing trademark lawsuit brought forth by a Navajo woman. It's a rare public stance made by the team owner and one that maybe surprisingly is being met with support. For any confusion there might have been about the Washington Redskins rethinking their team name, let it be known, it's not happening. They're not. No, according to team owner Dan Snyder, in an interview with USA Today, Snyder says, quote, we'll never change the name. It's that simple. Never. You can use caps. 
Okay, never until Nike says, look, we're pulling all of the Redskins gear off our shelves. Oh, what? What? Just like everything, money drives everything. And so when Nike pulled out, others threatened. Daniel Snyder said, hmm, maybe we should look into this. Now, what's going to happen here is Daniel Snyder is going to change the name. They won't have to change the colors. And oh, by the way, for those complaining that it is going to somehow take away tradition, nobody's going to take the Washington Redskins Super Bowl trophies from years and years ago. John Riggins still stiff-armed Don McNeil the Dolphins to the ground. Nothing like that changes. And whether it's Red Tails or Governors or... It's not going to be Generals, by the way. The Washington Generals are the losingest team in sports history. The foil of the Harlem Globetrotters. It's not going to be that. But whatever it is... Actually, I just said that. It probably will be that. But what's going to happen here is he's going to stumble into a windfall. He's going to change the name. All the fans are going to have to get new gear... And that's where Daniel Snyder is actually going to make a lot of money. Somebody probably actually pointed that out to our asshole of the day, and he will continue to be until the name is changed, Redskins owner or that team in Washington's, that team, that football team in Washington, the owner of that team, Daniel Snyder, again, the asshole of the day. I'm an asshole, and I'm proud of it. All right, there's the asshole of the day. John Lund with you on the Caboose Pistol podcast. Remember, go to caboosepistol.com. You can check out all the stories we talk about. There's video, audio, fun, all sorts of stuff. There's also a lot of stories that we don't talk about on there. We just post some fun stuff to kind of keep with the uh, the theme of the Caboose Pistol. It is time for, we always do this every single podcast, five minutes of non-sports with a sports guy. And it's the all-time winningest coach, in the history of the NBA, and that would be Don Nelson. Now, we had Don Nelson on last week on our KMBR show, KMBR 680 in San Francisco at KMBR.com. You can take a listen to that. And the greatness of part of the interview was, and if you don't know the story of Don Nelson, he has this strain of weed called Nellie Kush. He has moved over to Maui. He owns about half of Maui, if not all of Maui by now. And he basically golfs plays poker, and has a tremendous life. HBO did a great piece on him on Real Sports. Check it out. You can see it. But he looks great. He's got a ponytail. He's 80 years old. Uh, he's doing about as well as an 80-year-old man can do. So we had Don Nelson on the show, a couple of pieces for the five minutes of non-sports with a sports guy. So I asked Don Nelson because I had read a piece or actually seen a video of former warrior Matt Barnes. And what Matt Barnes said was that Steph Curry told him that if he – if they won a championship, that he would smoke weed with Matt Barnes. He's still waiting on that. And, of course, because Don Nelson uh, likes to partake and has his own strain, as I just told you, I asked Nellie if Steph Curry, who, look, if there's a more marketable guy right now, just I want a clean guy for this campaign. Who's it going to be? Steph Curry. So would Steph ever smoke weed? I asked that to Don Nelson. And Nellie, we want to play a clip for you because uh, Matt Barnes on a recent uh, – a podcast of his said that he said Steph told him that if they won a championship, then uh, he would smoke with with Matt Barnes, and so uh, Matt is still waiting for it. Listen, listen to what Matt said the other day. I was on Steph Curry like that. Steph Curry owes me a smoke. Actually, I haven't collected that, but Steph, I'm a, you owe me a smoke because I was like, bro, if we win, would you smoke? And he's, he he uh, he shook his head. So yeah, Steph Curry owes me a smoke. <laughs> is Steph going to come through on that? I'd like, to, I'd like to be there for that. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, he's a clean liver. He's not going to do that, Nels. He's not, he's not going to. You don't have to worry about him off the court late at night either, huh? 
No, <laughs> I know that, that'd be a fun party to attend, though. I'll bring my own demonstration. Everybody can play <laughs> All right, so he says that's a no. And like I said, if you don't know much about Steph Curry, I'm not saying Steph Curry, the basketball player, everybody knows that. But uh, I don't know that there's a guy for a brand that would be as, who's not going to end up in the headlines? Who's not going to uh, have issues for your brand? That would be Steph Curry. So would he smoke? Well, he said he would. It'll probably be after his career is over, but he did say that he owed Matt Barnes a smoke. And I knew I had to ask Nelly about that. And finally, at the end of our conversation, as we do five minutes of non-sports with a sports guy, Don Nelson, who was on our KNBR show last week, Pop and Lund, you can catch it 10 to noon, or excuse me, 10 to 2 uh, weekdays on KNBR 680 in San Francisco. Uh, before we let him go, all of a sudden, Don Nelson said, hey, I'm going to be in an Adam Sandler movie. Take a listen to this. Hey, I got to tell you guys, uh, I'm going to be in a movie. I want to tell you about what? that Adam uh, Sandler is doing a movie uh, with LeBron James, and they want me to be in the movie. How about that? They want me to play the owner of the the owner of a team. I guess that I'm not sure about. It. I haven't seen the script yet, but I'm going to Hollywood. How about that? Whoa! This is going to be your acting debut. Uh, besides some of those bad commercials you did for the Warriors, this is going to be your your big screen <laughs> your big screen debut, Nels. Yeah. Well, I've been in a couple of things before, but. Uh, Remember Mr. Cooper? They had the, I forget the name of the show. Hanging with Mr. Cooper. Yeah, that's it. Hanging with Mr. Cooper. Yeah, Yeah, I did one of those one time. I remember that. (laughs) That was kind of fun. So you're going to play? uh, I get a chance to meet uh, Adam and, uh, you know, hang out with some of his people there. And I I know a lot of guys, uh, you know, already kind of in the business and they're all excited about it. So it should be fun. So you're going to play an owner of an NBA team, not a coach? Well, that's what they told me, uh, uh, that I'm going to play the owner of the team. And then uh, Adam is, uh, plays a character of a guy that got in trouble as an agent and uh, got banned from the league or something. And, and he, he finds this great player, I guess, and nobody will you know, give him the time of day. And then I guess I'm the guy that kind of gives the kid a chance. But, uh, the bad thing is I, I die halfway through the movie. Oh, <laughs> no! No! Tell him to change hey. the script. That's bad comments. You don't want that. Yeah, hey, it'll be, it'll, it'll be good training because I'm 80 already. So what <laughs> oh, no, no, no. That's a tremendous line at the end. That'll be great training because I'm 80. Look, he's in Maui. He's playing barefoot golf every day. He's having the life that we all want. I think he's actually going to live a long time. That is five minutes of non-sports with a sports, bo- with a sports guy. Uh, that is the all-time winningest coach in NBA history. Uh, Don Nelson. Now, this is the point in the Caboose Pistol podcast. And again, you go to CaboosePistol.com and check everything out. We put up stories, video, uh, audio, a lot of these stories that we talk about, especially as we'll finish the show in the Caboose Pistol. We have all those uh, there uh, in the Caboose stories. But at this point in the show, what I'll do is we'll do listener feedback. There's a phone number you can call and you, uh, you leave your voicemail on there. And I'll pick the best ones out. I'll pick a few out. Uh, Questions would be great. Just ask questions, feedback, comments, anything that I can use on the show. Because as you can see, I'm a big believer in playing a lot of audio, not just me droning on blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. I like to to hear different voices. I like to react off of certain things. Um, I try to put as much of that in the show as I can. So rather than me reading something from you, and you can always hit... Hit us up. It's hey at caboosepistol.com. Hey 
at CabooseBistol.com. And so you can send the email if you're afraid to leave a voicemail. That's fine. Either way. I can read them. But it's better to me if we hear your actual voice. And so at this point, I'd play some, you know, screwy bed and then music bed. And then I would, I would get your questions on. So all you got to do is call 508-296-4949. 508-296-4949. Leave a message, like 30 seconds, 45 seconds, whatever. Just ask a, a simple question, whatever. And I'll use the best ones on the show. 508-296-4949. Leave a message, questions, comments, something I can work of, whatever, work off. And then we'll play the best ones in the comments or the best of the uh, voice messages before we finish the show with the Caboose Pistol. Again, one more time, listener feedback, questions, etc. 508-296-4949. All right. It is time for the world famous end of the show, Caboose Pistol. All right. If you're new, I'm going to do this for you one time, I think. And what I'll do, if you're not aware of the Caboose Pistol, again, I have this up at CabooseBistol.com so you can check it out. But Greg Pop and I, we do a show on KMBR. We did a show years ago on another sports station, and we had an end-of-the-show segment. It was funny, and we played a bunch of screwy stories and all this kind of stuff, and it offended a bunch of people like Dolly the Dolphin and... Danny Mayanis and all these different things. And most people liked it. Some people were like, you're so sophomoric. And I'm like, tell me something I don't know. Uh, so we would play these stories, and we really didn't have a great name. I don't even remember what we called it. But it was the end of the show. We didn't want to throw away the segment. There's like 10, 15 minutes left in the show. And most sports shows, it's kind of like, so that's up. There's just, you kind of got nothing, right? You're out of gas. And so it kind of forced us to focus and have some fun. And people liked it, and it kind of took off. So one day we were doing a story, and it was, at a, it was WGN, and it was about a woman who had stuck a, a revolver in her vagina, her purse. And, uh, well, it's not a purse, it's a vagina. It's not supposed to be a purse, but it gets used as a purse sometimes. Anyway, I'm going to play this for you one time because if you're not aware of it, this is the whole premise of the brand Caboose Pistol. We stole it from WGN, and we've been doing it for a long time. But this is the original Caboose Pistol. Take a listen to this. Oklahoma say they made a bizarre discovery when searching a woman in their custody. Police found the woman lingering in a parking lot overnight Monday. A drug-sniffing dog let officers know she needed to be searched. They took her back to the police station where she was booked. That's when a female officer noticed the handle of a revolver sticking out from inside the woman. It was a five-shot uh, revolver. It was loaded. And as she turned around, she saw... Uh, more plastic baggies, larger plastic baggies, uh, wedged in the uh, crack of her buttocks. What? Uh, they say the woman has a long criminal record. She now faces drug possession charges and charges for trying to smuggle a gun into jail. Oh. <laughs> Come on. Who doesn't have that? The old caboose pistol. Everybody has one. What are you getting all worked up over? Hey, don't knock it till you've tried it. Did you just... Did you just say caboose? I know some women who could hide a machine gun in there. Yeah. I'm sorry, we're getting off track. Anyway, we thought that was the funniest story we had heard uh, in a long time. We decided we really didn't love the name to finish up the show of the crazy stories. We went with Caboose Pistol. We turned it into a brand, and that is your story. That's all you need to know, right? A lot of people ask me that. I get that email all the time. So rather than maybe making that part of the voicemail, maybe I should have done that to get your voice in there. But that's what we do. 
That's what we did. It's been going on for about eight years now, and uh, that's why we do the Caboose Pistol. All right, let's get to some Caboose Pistol stories. Number one, a true couch surfer. Now, a couch surfer, by its very definition, you probably know this. Maybe you have been a couch surfer. Maybe it's in college. Maybe you ran into some hard times, but you stay with buddies, right? Uh, You stay with friends. You stay with uh, some, you know, whoever it is. For free, no fee, on a couch. A couple of days here, a couple of days there. That's a couch surfer. But uh, in Turkey, which I had no idea, Turkey's so beautiful. Go to caboosepistol.com and you can see the video of this story. So I'll try to do it as uh, best justice as I can. But this guy basically had been working on taking a paraglider. It's a paraglider, and I'll play the story for you in a second. But it was a paraglider. He's on a leather couch. He had actually attached a TV via this device they held it in place. There's a lamp and everything. And he's like a couple thousand feet, I believe, up above uh, up above Turkey. And it's, it's beautiful looking, but there's no way I'm taking a paraglider up. Now, I'm going to tell you a little bit more of the story afterwards. But here is the story of a true couch surfer. Paraglider has taken armchair travel to new heights, launching hundreds of metres into the air on a couch. There was no helmet or seatbelt, but a few creature comforts for the ride. A first-class view. Sit back, take off your shoes, put on your slippers. Lounging around in plush leather with a drink and a snack and in-flight entertainment as the glorious scenery of the Turkish Riviera slides below. Before liftoff, there was not even a hint of nerves from thrill-seeker Hasan Kaval. He brings the big chute up into the breeze and, with the help of friends, is off into the wide blue yonder. That's his girlfriend saying, see you when you get back. Maybe. But the breeze in his flowing locks, Hassan was the ultimate armchair traveller, with plenty of leg room and doing it all without a seatbelt. It was a flight two years in the planning, and it went up and came down without a bump. Charles Croucher, Nine News. By the way, bonus points for it being Nine News in Australia in the introduction uh, by the lovely news anchor with a tremendous, which I think is the best accent in all of the world. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. True couch surfer. Again, go to caboosepistol.com and you can see this thing. I'm not lying. It's a leather couch, like a reddish leather couch, a TV, a lamp. What else did he have up there? And this dude is is up there. It's a paraglider that's holding this. And he's way up there. It's a beautiful day. I would have been freaking out. Now, keep in mind this, all right? I've jumped out of a plane before. I was extremely hungover. A friend of mine bought me this. Uh, I was, I, I, I was going to say I literally pooped myself, but I didn't. But they push you out. They One, it was about 10,000 feet up. It's a creaky airplane. They say they're going to push you out on three. One, two, and then they push you out. And you literally are as scared as you've ever been in your life. And then when the parachute opens and you, and you think to yourself, I'm going to live, then you're okay. And I, I don't know how. I, I can't even remember how long it was until I got down. Might have been 10 or 20 or 30, not 10 seconds maybe a minute, maybe a two minutes, whatever it was. It was wonderful from that point. So it's not like I'm afraid of heights. I'm not. But this thing was a, was a couch in a paraglider. I'm just not doing that. I'm just not doing that. Uh, story number two in the caboose pistol today. Uh, I lived in Detroit. By the way, I, I'll tell you after I play this, I've had really bad jobs. You've had really bad jobs. You've wanted to quit right in the middle of a shift. This Amazon driver did 
And then he used social media uh, to tell people where the van was. This is in Detroit. Take a listen. This is the, the Southfield gas station where Amazon delivery driver Derek Lancaster says he just had enough with his job. So he abandoned the truck here, keys, packages inside, then got in an Uber, went home. Like you feel me? I ain't about to keep waking up at nine in the morning, bro, and motherfucking getting off at nine o'clock, bro. Derek Lancaster on a Twitter rant after pulling a stunt gone viral, taking a stand against his former employer, Amazon. And I just stepped out the car and just wandered off. Wandered right away from his delivery truck full of packages, unlocked keys inside. <laughs> what was that feeling like? I just felt great. Like then he posted on social media, telling folks exactly where he abandoned the truck at this marathon station in Southfield. That's crazy. I mean, I guess he was done. I guess he was, he was fed up, you know. Before I quit my job, I'm at least going to drop the truck off or something. <laughs> the truck sat for a while, but was eventually picked up by Amazon. It's unclear if any packages were missing. If he was standing here right now, what would you tell Derek? Um, be a adult. You know, take care of your responsibilities um, when you work there the right way instead of just being childish and ignorant, maybe. I'm not sure. Derek says he was worked too hard, pulling 12 hour shifts every day, delivering sometimes 200 packages. How much you make in an hour? 1550. Okay. And that's full time. Full time. Do you get benefits or anything? Yeah, you get the 401k and all the other stuff. And overtime. But COVID on top of it all, then the weather, he says. It's hot as hell, bro. It'd be like, mother. 97 degrees outside. You feel me? I ain't about to keep waking up at nine in the morning, bro, and getting off at nine o'clock, bro. These teens saw Derek's post on social media and give him credit. Would you hire him, though? Really, it shows initiative. I mean, if I had a company that needed somebody who's willing to abandon everything for their ideals, I'd hire him. <laughs> but not, not to, not to drive a truck. No, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, f that job, bro. I'm just gonna let life take me where it takes me. I'm 22. I, I applied for school the other day, so I'm more focused on that. We did reach out to the Hazel Park Amazon location, did not hear back in time for this story. In Southfield, Jessica Dupnak, Fox 2 News. All right, <laughs> let's go through this because I've done the same thing and you've probably done the same thing. Not quite that, but I've quit in the middle of a job. Now, I didn't leave an Amazon van with probably thousands of dollars worth of uh, gifts, boxes, whatever, merchandise, and then go to social media because I'm too old to have done that and went to social media and said, hey, free for all, everybody. I didn't do that. But I was working as a, as a dishwasher at Bob's Big Boy when I was 16. And I knew there was a big party that I didn't want to miss. And it was about 7.30 or 8 o'clock. And it was dinner rush. And I just felt like I had had enough. And by the way, he said he was making fifteen fifty an hour. I was making three thirty five an hour. All right, and he said he can't fathom getting up at nine a.m. Life is going to be cruel to that young man because nine a.m. If you can get up at nine a.m., I get, or maybe he had to be there at nine a.m., which means what he had to he maybe get up at seven thirty or eight. And that's par for the course, pal. You're going to have problems. But I have quit as well, so I can't fully go in all in on this guy because. I've quit in the middle of a shift. I literally at 7, I don't know, it was like 7.45. And busboys were arrogant because they were a year or two older and they used to be dishwashers, so they just dumped stuff on you and the pans started to pile up and there's stuff burned in the pans. And I just said I had enough. That was it. I just, I said I had had enough, so that's it. So I did the same thing, but I did not use social media 
to tell everybody so that they could steal stuff. I don't know. I looked for a follow-up. I did not see uh, whether people actually had eluded and the such. Uh, one last thing in the Caboose Pistol. No sound on this one. You can read up on it at CaboosePistol.com. I remember the guy that ran the Fry Festival. He was a liar, and he was... Let me look up his name really quick, because I've got the story at uh, CaboosePistol.com. It's under Fry. Fry Festival Fraud is COVID-19 positive in prison, and I have the uh, trailer. If you haven't seen the Fry Festival uh, documentary on Netflix, it's called The Greatest Party That Never Happened. Uh, I would ex- watch it. It's good, but it's disgusting. His name is Billy Far- McFarland. Billy McFarland. He's the founding fraudster, as I call him, of the Fry Festival and many other sketchy money-sucking schemes. He has tested positive. He says the following, tested positive for COVID today, McFarland told a New York Post reporter, uh, being put in isolation in a big room with 160 other people who have had it in this jail. I don't uh, want him to die. Uh, he didn't defraud me. I would say some serious pain is okay in my book. I think I'm okay with that. Uh, he's heartless. He's soul sucking. Uh, he did in, in in that entire documentary uh, documentary, and I'm sure that you saw it as well. Uh, he didn't have one redeeming quality throughout. Uh, he didn't give a, He didn't care who he hurt. He didn't care who he stole from. He didn't care who he lied to. And don't get me started on what he almost made that one guy do. Uh, so there you go. Fry Festival fraud is COVID nineteen positive in prison and that is your caboose pistol and that is the episode for july 5th 2020 check it out caboosepistol.com you can check out everything all the stories that we talk about i post them like video and everything like that like i said the couch surfer is probably better on video i wanted to give it to you and play the sound but it's probably better on video uh go to caboosepistol.com remember you can Get in touch with the show, and I'd love it. Uh, right before the Caboose Pistol, we always have listener feedback, questions, etc. 508-296-4949. 508-296-4949. Go to CaboosePistol.com. I'm John Lund from KMBR Radio. In San Francisco, KMBR.com. Pop on Lund weekdays, Monday through Friday, 10 to 2, 49ers pre and post game. ESPN game night on ESPN Radio, all those things. Again, CaboosePistol.com and 508-296-4949. Leave your messages. You can even give feedback as well. Look at me talking too long. I'll play it again. Hold on. You got to get everything in. All right. Good stuff today. Appreciate it. Would love your listener feedback. Check out CaboosePistol.com for all the stuff. I already told you that. I gave you the phone number to use feedback. We'll do that for all the podcasts. I think that's it. That is the Caboose Pistol Podcast. John Lund with you for July 5th, 2020.